Welcome to the PeaceWorks Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Moles. I'm a pastor and biblical counselor who helps churches and families confront the evil of domestic violence and promote healthy, God-honoring relationships. And welcome back to the PeaceWorks Podcast, everyone. On today's episode, we're going to talk about red flags. But before we jump into that discussion, I'd like to remind you of PeaceWorks University. PeaceWorks University is our online membership community, and if you have benefited from the things you're hearing here on the PeaceWorks podcast, PeaceWorks University is your best next step. It's full of resources that I know you're going to benefit from, like master classes with experts in the field, success paths to help you implement ministry, infographics, homework assignments, toolbox items to make your ministry uh, a little better. And of course, the robust community that is PeaceWorks University, uh, full of great folks uh, who want to learn alongside you. So again, if you're benefiting from the things you're uh, hearing here on the PeaceWorks podcast, then be sure to check out PeaceWorks University. All right, friends. So on today's episode, we're going to return to some questions and we're going to start with this question about red flags. What red flags can women learn to be aware of? in dating relationships in order to avoid building a life with an abusive man. You know, and I mean, there are a few, and there are a few that I'm going to give you today. Obviously, podcasts, we can't be exhaustive on a list like this, but uh, we'll, we'll give you just a few to be aware of. I think the other thing to keep in mind as we're having this discussion about, about red flags and about warning signs is to recognize that um, most folks uh, who find themselves in an abusive relationship, who find themselves in a destructive marriage, would say that there were few red flags. Uh, while it is true that there are some relationships that you you think, well, this will get better once we're married, or you know, I can I can help him respond better to situations like that. Uh, most destructive relationships and abusive relationships build over time uh, so that those flags become more clear as there's greater levels of commitment. So I, I guess the first thing I would say, if if you are in a dating relationship and some of your own thoughts and reflections mirror the the former statement that I made, if you are not in a marriage relationship, you're in a dating relationship, and you say things to yourself, well, maybe this will get better, or perhaps he will be less angry over time, or less controlling, or less manipulative, or perhaps I can help him, A, B, C, or D, those in and of themselves are red flags. Those are warnings that you already recognize the potential danger in this relationship and your partner's volatility. So you know, keep some of that in mind. You may already be more self-aware and more uh, aware of recognizing things than, than maybe you're giving yourself credit for. Uh, I guess at the, the laundry list though, I mean, some things that, you know, everyone can kind of keep their eyes open for uh, the first would be control, you know, abuse, uh, at its very heart lies this desire uh, for control and controlling circumstances, situations, outcomes, and people. Now, everyone, 
if you're human, has some aspects of trying to control. Like we, we all have our own varying degrees of controlling behaviors. Uh, but what we're talking about with control is coercive control. Uh, controlling behaviors that demand responses from others that will um, manipulate, coerce, possibly even threaten. So if you're seeing, you know, controlling behaviors that that maybe border on or cross lines that you yourself would be fearful to cross or unwilling to cross, that could certainly be a red flag. Now, early on in relationships, especially dating relationships, it might be difficult to pick up on controlling behavior because it may be masked or hidden uh, beneath um, the the veneer of a loving response, such as, um, I just want to make sure that you're safe. So, you know, let's, you know, share our location on our phones so that I can track you to make sure that you're safe. That That could be a very well-meaning act. It could also be a controlling act. So, you know, understanding that even things that, that seem loving or kind when in excess or when demanded or when met with resistance seem to uh, evoke a, an emotional response could very well indicate that this relationship is probably more controlling than I want to move forward. And so as you're thinking about red flags and dating relationships, control is a big one. Uh, controlling where we go, who we talk to, uh, what you eat, what you wear, the more controlling of your personal agency choices, um, the more significant the, um, the red flag, as the question says. Uh, beware of, um, and I had mentioned this or alluded to this idea of control disguised in love, but um, in grooming behaviors, people will talk about love bombing, and that's not uncommon in dating relationships even, which is, and I know you're like, Chris, are you really warning about overly affectionate people? Kind of, but it's more than being affectionate. It's more about overwhelming you with responses. Like if your dating relationship is your only relationship, if it is, if, if your partner, as it were, your uh, boyfriend uh, by using the question here, uh, is overwhelming you with dates and gifts and visits and phone calls and texts to the point that with, within a matter of weeks or months, you are totally uh, or could be totally wrapped within their world of romance and love and infatuation, um, that could be a significant red flag. In addition, a very difficult one to recognize because the things I just described are pretty flattering, um, pretty comforting, but at the same time, having the wherewithal to recognize um, the isolatory nature of that type of love bombing and overwhelming is important. And one of the best ways that you can recognize that is probably through good friends who miss you, who say things like, I feel like you're a different person, or perhaps I'm worried about you. And actually having ears to hear 
uh, when your friends are uh, making statements of concern. Uh, explosive anger could be one. Um, it reminds me of the um, episode of the TV show Friends when Ben Stiller was a guest star on the show and only, uh, which character was it? I believe it was Ross. Only Ross was witness to his explosive anger and uh, everyone else thought Ross was crazy. So recognizing that, you know, that could be a part of your dating relationship. Uh, maybe this person's not explosive towards you. Maybe they're explosive towards others, uh, toward inconvenience, toward disappointment, and understanding that that is signaling how they handle life. And let's go back to point number two, the whole love bombing and infatuation and you know, honeymoon type part of the relationship, they could be angry on your behalf and that could feel flattering. But if they're willing to treat other people, um, people who are serving you in a, in a retail or a hospitality environment, uh, individuals that are strangers, people on the roadway, uh, if they're willing to treat others with dissent, with dis disdain and contempt, uh, explosively or even um, in, in a sinister way, understand that that may be indicating their heart towards everyone or anyone and that they too may be willing to do that towards you. I recall working a case where the individual was very spiteful and had a history in the workplace of being spiteful and attacking individuals with... Um, you know, in nonviolent ways, but like ridiculing them or um, pulling pranks on them in ways that were really uncalled for and nasty. And then the victim was surprised when in their conflict, he resorted to those same strategies with her. So understand that this point in your relationship, the, the question talking about dating relationships, if he has a willingness to be explosively angry or vengeful or spiteful, with the average person on the street or with his family members or with folks that he works with, that he more than likely will be willing to do that with you. And that would be a red flag. Think about previous relationships. Um, this is another indicator or another resource for you. Uh, I, I wish, you know, I wish folks could see what we see, don't you? Uh, we're, we're always less, uh, blind to other people's struggles sometimes than we are our own. And maybe you're listening and you have witnessed an individual who you knew their previous relationship was not healthy and you knew that they were a contributor to that lack of health, that those problems. And then someone that you care about is now stepping into a relationship with that person and you warn them and you exhort them and you encourage them not to jump into a relationship. And of course, um, you know, they, they do, or perhaps they do. That would be a red flag. If, if you or this person that you're interested in or is interested in you has a string of previous relationships that have all ended poorly, have all ended, uh, in struggle or trouble, uh, then that's something to consider. Uh, I had this conversation with many men who 
uh, would even minimize their own responsibility relationships and talk about how they've only been in relationships with crazy women or they've only been in relationships with destructive women. And yet they were the one who was in each relationship. They have to at least be willing to have that conversation that the common denominator in each of these broken relationships was you. Can we at least acknowledge that and talk about that? So previous relationship struggles that include accusations of abuse or destructive relationships or how they talk about their ex are all possible red flags as well to, to help uh, answer the question. A, a willingness to sin. And this one is something that I think, folks, I, I don't think we take seriously enough as we're thinking through concepts of red flags. Uh, this new partner, this boyfriend, how willing are they to sin to get what they want? And then how do they respond when they're confronted by that sin? Well, Chris, what do you mean? Well, uh, do they, and this is going to sound really silly to some folks, but it, it is, I think it's an important concept to consider. When you're out on a date, do they lie about their birthday to get a free dessert? Or they try to get you to lie about your birthday to get a free dessert. Now you're like, well, Chris, that's really silly. Uh, understood. But it's also telling me and telling you that this person is willing to deceive others for what? A piece of cake? And that's not very important. I get that. But it is also speaking to their heart. Are they willing uh, to manipulate? In other words, do they have a propensity in other words, you're seeing a pattern that they're willing to finagle everything, to attempt to, put, to manipulate conversations, especially if they can benefit from it. I would say that's a red flag. Now, I'm not saying that anyone who barters, anyone who discusses you know, prices or anyone who finagles a deal is manipulative. No, I, that's, that's not what I'm saying. But I am saying if this boyfriend has a bent towards using people rather than considering people, I would consider that a red flag. A person's willingness to sin tells us a lot about their heart. Do they pressure you into aspects of intimacy that you're not prepared for outside of marriage? If that pressure is persistent and resistant to um saying no or not now or please wait, that's a problem. And I think the same is true in aspects of lying, manipulation, and violence. Is this person willing to be violent? Um, I, I've got some individuals even in my mind who um, demonstrate a lot of these traits. Um, and in a dating relationship, you know, it to me, it is an indicator that maybe this isn't the person for you. And yet they've presented their acts of violence in such a way that people find them admirable or perhaps even respond with, um, well, they're getting better. And yet if they respond to someone cutting in line at a concert with a threat or they respond to an individual sitting in their seat at a ball game with a threat, or they respond to disappointment with um, violent outrage that results in you know a hole in the wall. I, I think that's problematic. 
And I would encourage you to encourage them to get the help that they need because marriage, further relationship, that deeper intimacy is not going to fix that problem. In fact, it will more than likely exacerbate that problem as familiarity breeds contempt, they say, right? As the further you get into that relationship, um, they will be more comfortable to, I believe, use those behaviors and tactics against you. So to, to answer the question, you know, what red flags can women learn to be aware of in dating relationships? I think some of the big rocks are um, control, coercive control in particular, uh, kind of the love bombing that we see in certain relationships, the uh, affection to a fault that tends to isolate or insulate an individual from help and from others who can speak into their relationship. I think explosive anger or um, revenge response, kind of that spiteful life is a indicator that there could be future problems. Previous relationships that ended in destructive or unhealthy ways, and then willingness to sin, uh, to lie, to manipulate, or to be violent, I think are some of the big rocks. But of course, if you are in a current relationship, in a dating relationship, and you find yourself reflecting and observing some things and asking yourself questions, that's probably red flag enough for you to seek some advice and some help as to whether or not this is a relationship that can move forward being healthy. Now, obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, but typically uh, dating relationships um, that have many of these red flags do not end well once they move on to marriage but many abusive relationships don't demonstrate red flags or large concerns until after uh, the marriage, unfortunately. And in either case, when relationships become destructive, abusive, coercive, and controlling, it's time to seek help and to deepen relationships with others rather than insulating ourselves from others. Well, I hope that has been somewhat helpful for the questioner. What red flags can we be aware of in dating relationships? Uh, Certainly there's more information out there on that topic. I do talk about this some in my first book, The Heart of Domestic Abuse, with an appendix on dating violence, but uh, not exhaustively, and certainly we can't get to that in a podcast episode. So I hope that brief rundown was at least somewhat helpful. Well, thank you guys for being part of the PeaceWorks podcast. We do this because uh, of you, your willingness to tune in week after week and be part of the PeaceWorks family. So uh, once again, thank you. And if you wouldn't mind, take the time on whatever platform you're listening on uh, to rate, review, subscribe, follow, whatever it is the platform asks you to do. Let them know how much you um, value the PeaceWorks podcast. Thanks again, everybody. Until next time, God bless.